Wait a minute. Hear this. Powered by the Sales IQ Network. This is the Sales IQ Podcast. I'm your host, Luigi Prestidenti, and each week we'll be going on a journey that will inspire you, motivate you, and help you be the best sales professional you can be. Our focus will be on mindset, tactics, and the strategies that will enable you to create more pipeline and win more deals. One of the biggest challenges when it comes to selling is building trust through the audience. You want as a sales professional to have that level of trust with your target audience so that you can get to the heart of the conversation, so that you can get to learn more about the outcomes your prospects and your clients are seeking to achieve. Because you know the whole premise of selling is helping our customers and our prospects achieve a better outcome. But how do we get to that point where the customers, where our prospects, where our target market trusts us in a world where there is so much noise? There is so much competition and now we are all vying for the attention of our target market. And what's really interesting is some data that tells us that the actual gap between buyers and sellers from a trust perspective is huge. Some reports suggest nearly 80% of buyers don't trust sellers. When you think about that, that's huge. And the reality is we can see why. Because with all the incredible technology that's been made available for sales professionals and marketers, sales engagement platforms, marketing automation platforms, and the like, what's happening is a lot of people are just jamming data, putting some messages in your platform and sending it out to the target market. And unfortunately, people's inboxes are being flooded with poorly crafted messages, trying to get their time. So even when you are a sales professional, you go down the path of research, you go down the path of taking the time to personalize a message, to put a relevant message in that person's inbox. Unfortunately, the sea of rubbish, when you think about it, the sea of emails that are just getting jam-packed into people's inboxes, that's what you're competing with. That's why 24% of emails are opened. Over 50% are deleted before they're even open. It's creating competition. You know, the sales people out there that are not really, they're just going through the motions are creating competition for the people that are actually doing the job. They're engaging with people with a relevant point of view. And that's what this week's episode is all about. We're actually talking to Andy Paul, who's an incredible thought leader in this space. And he's going to talk about his book, Sell Without Selling Out, and talk about some of the strategies that sales professionals need to be doing today to build that trust with their target audience because there's a lot that we can't control but there is an absolute huge volume of things that we can do and we can control to build that level of trust with our target audience. This podcast is brought to you by the Create Pipeline program from Sales IQ Global. This program will equip you with the skills, tools, and confidence to run an outbound strategy so you can generate more qualified opportunities and close more deals. Hear what Alice from DocuSign has been able to achieve since joining the program and our incredible community. So my name's Ellis and um, I work at DocuSign as an EBR. And the, the reason I started Sales IQ was because I really needed that that guidance and that training to make sure that the outreach that I was doing was hitting the nail on the head. So I was lucky enough to, to start the program um, early on in, in this role. And um, since then, I've been pretty successful. And last quarter, I finished on 185%. So I've, I've seen some huge results by adopting the principles. Our next cohort is starting soon. So to learn more, go to www.salesiqglobal.com. Or if you have a team of sellers, talk to us about our in-house offering. Control your pipeline, control your destiny with Sales IQ. 
Now, this particular episode is a little bit different. We recorded this last week for our Sales IQ Global community, and we're only going to share the first 20 minutes of the recording. And if you want to access the rest, please click the link in the show notes. You can get access. It's completely free to get access to our Sales IQ community where you can listen to the rest. It's different because our members ask Andy some questions. They ask him some questions about the book and about some of the tactics and strategies that they can do to really bridge that gap between the buyer and the seller so we can get we can earn the right to get to the heart of the conversation that deep you know that the meaningful part of the sales conversation that allows us to create value allows us to go deeper beyond the features of a product or service and go into the conversation about outcomes about commercial outcomes about things that are important for our prospects and our clients. So look, I hope you get a lot of value out of this conversation with with Andy and I can't wait to see you in the Sales IQ community. Just want to say thanks, Andy, for coming on. And Andy's thanks for having gonna, me. Yeah. Andy's going to talk a bit about his book, a bit about how you as a sales professional can go out there and, and sell without being salesy. And then we'll open it up for a bit of Q&A and have a bit of, have a bit of engagement with Andy. So I'll hand the mic to you, mate. Oh, great. Yeah, so yeah, please stop me at any time if you have, have questions. Because um, very, very informal. My, my motivation for writing this book was part, as, as Luigi said, to keep elevating the profession. But I also thought that we had this huge missed opportunity during the pandemic to you know, as we were completely disrupting how we were conducting business, thought we really missed an opportunity to sort of reset the bar about how we engage with our buyers to help them achieve what they're trying to achieve. So it's partly in reaction to that, partly in reaction to just having been in this profession for a long time and through very, very many different stages of growth and technology usage in the, in the profession is this just feeling like a little pessimistic, perhaps that we just weren't getting better. And if that was the case, what, what was sort of at the root of that? And what could we do differently going forward? So you know, the basic premise of the book is how do we create better experiences for our buyers? Yeah, at the end of the day, and in you know, most, most technology, certainly technology fields, but it's not exclusive technology, is that the actual differences between products and services are are fairly minimal and the ability to develop and maintain any sort of significant product differentiation in the eyes of the buyers is also extremely difficult these days. So if that's the case, then what is the differentiation? And yeah, my experience has been, and we've certainly seen research from Gartner and Challenger and Forrester and others that, that yeah, the real differentiation boils down to the buyer's experience with the seller individual seller or sellers, if there's multiple people working on an account, that is more than, I mean, that's sort of the, the predominant decision point that sort of sways things when you're in a situation where products are roughly perceived to be equal. And so in that environment, I wanted to, you know, help point out that, that a lot of what we do traditionally in sales and, and the behaviors have been socialized to believe are appropriate for sales, what I call salesy behaviors. And we certainly have all been on the receiving end of those behaviors in our lives, both from business and, and uh, personal standpoint. And yeah. we certainly have seen them and in action. And do we certainly see them in popular culture, you know, movies and TV shows and so on. And 
you know, I sort of summarize those you know, very self-interested, pushy, you know, borderline ethical, you know, do anything for the order and order at all costs type behavior as selling out or salesy. And as I talk about in the book is, and I've you know, had this in presentations for a while is, is, you know, there's one question a buyer will never ask you. And that is, you know, could you be more salesy, right? I mean, no one's going to say, hey, Luigi, love your product. We want to buy your product. But, you know, hey, you're just not salesy enough. Could you be more salesy? <laughs> and it's just a question that is not going to ever be asked. But the reason being, though, is that that behavior doesn't help the buyer. It has no value for the buyer. And if it has no value for the buyer, it has no value for you. So I draw the opposite case for that, what I call selling in, and describe four I consider the four pillars of selling in to be able to help the buyer. And those are connection, curiosity, understanding, and generosity. And if you compare those and contrast those with, you know, the selling out behaviors, those selling out behaviors are learned behaviors, right? These are not, we don't pop out of the womb, you know, being pushy, persuasive, borderline, unethical, and so on. These are things we, we are socialized to, to do, if not outright trained to do. By contrast, talk about selling in based on innate, human behaviors. We are wired to connect other people. We are wired to be curious. You know, we use our curiosity from the day we're born to navigate the world around us, the unfamiliar. Hell, every time we meet a new potential prospect, it's unfamiliar. We have to deploy our curiosity there. But through our connection, we build trust. And through the trust, we're given permission from the buyer to stick our noses into their business and ask the type of questions we need to, to reach a level of understanding about what's really most important to the buyer and what we can do to help them achieve those things. And it's through our generosity that in the way we give and the structured way that we give that we're able to help the buyers achieve the things that are most important to them in terms of meeting the challenges they face and achieving the outcomes they want to achieve. And Andy, I'd love to know, like, because I think, you know, the thing is, even though we've gone from so many salespeople or sales professionals are trying to develop their skills, right? The trust gap doesn't seem to be being bridged. It's getting wider and wider. And some reports are saying over 80% of, of buyers just don't trust sellers. And, you know, you talk a bit about that salesy, that salesy culture. Why do you think that it's still such a, a culture that people, that, that sellers and attributes that sellers are exhibiting when they know that it creates such a, such a barrier with their, with their customers? Well, I think in some cases, they are forced to do it by leadership. Certainly, that's the case. I think in some cases, though, they again, it's a, it's a matter of mindset. And I use the word socialization, how we train and socialize sellers to think about their job is they think, if I've got a number to hit, I must act this way, right? I've been on a, a podcast tour promoting my book. And I've had that question posed to me on two or three occasions, like, well, you know, if I've got a number to hit, you know, what you described sounds great, but don't I have to be salesy to hit that number? And that's just sort of this perspective that exists that somehow we have to act in a way that, that buyers immediately resist and distrust in order to win business and, and hit a goal. And that's just, A, that's not my experience. It's not the experience of a lot of people. It just doesn't need to be that way. So, and I think that to the point you made before is I think the, I think the, you know, that 80% number, I think it's overblown, maybe, 
but it's just, you know, the reputation is unfair that sellers have, but we've also caused it to happen. Yeah. So, you know, we're complicit in it as well. Also, I was just going to say, what are the things that we can do as a profession to kind of, you know, develop empathy, gain that credibility, improve that speed to trust with our buyers so that we can start to work, you know, move beyond that trust element and actually mm -hmm. start to understand what are the problems that are that exist with the client that we can start to then problem solve and, and put together a business case for change? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things we can do, and I talk again, write about this in the book, I have a little acronym I coined for four steps to develop trust. And the acronym is MICE, M-I-C-E. And the M stands for, are your motivations transparent? Yeah, we we have this issue that occurs monthly in sales where salespeople will begin their engagement with the buyer and, and let the buyer know that, hey, I'm really here to help you achieve, you know, fix this problem, whatever. And then at the end of the month or the end of the quarter, you know, what can I do to get you into this? The equivalent of, in US speak, what can I do to get you into this car today? right? What are you going to do to get the order this month? And suddenly what you've done is you've gone from being somebody that's working with somebody perhaps on a transformation to being purely transactional. And once you create that, that perception in the mind of the buyer that you're transactional, yeah, you may get the business, but you'll never be at that level of trust that you really need to do to be able to help them in the long term. They'll churn. This show has been recorded remotely, produced by Sales IQ Global audio editing and music production by Stefan Maliati. Show notes by Victoria Matheson and graphic design by Julie Marshall. Don't forget to leave a rating and review on your podcast player. And if you want to find more about the programs we offer at SalesIQ, head to www.salesiqglobal.com.